How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance man. Now, and nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything or without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career. But the art of being a Renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development it has an infinite ceiling. That art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world where people can become great mathematicians, become great uh, athletes, become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you would like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand. And you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice. Um, And that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode. How's it going, Mary? Hey, Joe. Hey. Awesome. Glad like you're on. Here than where you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted to share with you guys, Mary and I met in a lift. You were going to the Trail of Lights, if I remember correctly. And I was driving you with your daughter and your daughter's uh, fiance or, or, or husband or, or what? Yeah, my daughter's uh, significant other. Significant other. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to labels or pressure on them to do something they're not ready for. Um, cool. So um, one of the things that I really liked about you is that you help people live more fully, uh, which I think is awesome because here at the Renaissance Men Podcast and the Renaissance Men Network, I find it important to help people uh, live more fully, achieve more, but uh, not just achieve more, but um, be be more full in their life. I mean, Leonardo da Vinci didn't just achieve one thing. He achieved many things in many different categories and he was passionate and connected to a sense of purpose through the whole thing. Um, so I'm curious uh, what, what, in what ways you help enable passion in the world through other people. Well, it started first with myself when I realized one day uh, about 30, 40 years ago that I didn't want to do anything that didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. And to that end, I began to get involved in uh, meditation and then teaching meditation and mm-hmm. um, yoga and then teaching yoga. 
And then I got involved with, um, I noticed that there are so many ways in which it's, it's not hard to help people to support people to live more fully. Mm-hmm. Um, the more present I am in just living my own happiness, it, it impacts others. Mm-hmm. And so I got involved with um, something that changed my life, changed the way I thought, which is the work of Byron Katie. Mm-hmm. And I became a facilitator for her work, and I've been doing the work of Byron Katie, and I've been teaching meditation all these years. Mm-hmm. And um, about a year, two years ago, a charitable organization <laughs> recruited me to come and teach meditation in the inner city schools in the south and west sides of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I started a um, really intense, meaningful uh, job. I'm going to say job, but I love the fact that it's a job I love. That's mm-hmm. Otherwise, I've been working for myself all this time. So mm-hmm. I took a job working with other people and um, it's been it's been really interesting. It's uh, it has so many facets to it. And people would say if you're going to work in the inner city schools of South Side and West Side Chicago, they they say things like, "Wow, that's really hard," or, or "Oh my God, aren't you afraid?" or all these different things. And I went into it at first with the thought, "Oh, I'm there to really help these kids so that they." Um, don't have such rough lives but i got really clear really fast one of the interesting things is that you help them in a way which helps them at a deeper level and i haven't heard this done in public schools before and i'm curious if you could share that with the listeners what kind of ways you help uh, these inner city kids right so this program there are some programs that do a lot of good and this program was chosen out of 207 programs for um, the Chicago Public Schools. And um, the way in which it helps kids is, well, first off, it's a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Kids in general don't think about meditation. That's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, a 14 to 18 year old is not thinking about uh, that. And mm-hmm. I even had some of them say to me, I could never close my eyes. You know, and there are kids that have never closed their eyes in public mm-hmm. that are in these schools. So, um, I mean, that's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to um, our meditation room, they have a choice. They can meditate or not. But it is a full school program. And so mm-hmm. twice a day, we've got this big, big silence happening in the morning and the afternoon at school. One of the things I loved, a student came up to me and she said, I love it that by one o'clock, I'm ready to go to sleep. (laughs) And then I get to do this really deep meditation and I'm able to then study for the next two hours and, you know, Mm -hmm. be in my classes. And she's, she's usually my friends are waking me up at one, one 30 because I can't Mm -hmm. stay awake. So that Mm -hmm. was really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and um, as, as teachers of meditation, we're also socio-emotional teachers. Mm -hmm. So we develop, Uh, relationships it's not just about the meditation it's about we have real relationships and we're not in a regular academic class and Mm -hmm. it's by choice and so the students come to us they come to us and we develop relationships that uh, are are based upon trust and that they can talk to us and and that's really important too and so they come sometimes 
the, you know, the doors are locked in these schools, mm-hmm. all the classroom doors. So they'll be banging on the door. They go, I need to meditate. Let me in. <laughs> 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 I never expected to hear that in a school. Right? Right? You don't expect that. And, um, or we'll have kids say, look, you got to get my whole class together because they are way too rowdy and I'm not getting, I'm not getting my meditations in during the quiet time, the meditation period. <laughs> and um, it, it surprises me, even students coming an hour early saying they can't wait for the quiet time afternoon whole school meditation. They want to do it now. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And the question is why? Why do they want to do it? Well, mm-hmm. at first... This school I'm in now, this is my third school I've worked in, in uh, Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. And this Chicagoland. School, <laughs> yeah. And, and this particular school, um, it, it's definitely a real culture shift to bring mm-hmm. in meditation. Now they're mm-hmm. asking for yoga. They go, okay, if we're doing meditation, let's also do yoga. So we pulled some yoga mats out too, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and when we yeah. have some free time, we're also showing them yoga, which is really super. But um, it required a shift. And the shift starts with a few visionaries, a few young mm-hmm. students who, who do not necessarily follow everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they just come on their own. Mm-hmm. And they go, I want to do this. And that's kind of how it started. And then they mm-hmm. meet us and they go, oh, well, you guys aren't so bad. You, know? <laughs> uh, you look all right. So I guess we could try it out. What the heck? And many of them we asked, they've never heard anything about meditation before. Mm-hmm. And then I've had students walk in and plop on one of my couches because we don't have a classroom set up. We have couches and we have a, a beautiful fountain and we have beautiful quotes. And the students will say, I want to stop fighting. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, wow, Okay. And, and they say, can you help me with this? And I said, I can help you by teaching you a meditation that turns your whole brain on. Mm-hmm. When your whole brain's turned on, then you can make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I showed them. I showed them thermographic pictures of a brain that's stressed. Mm-hmm. And then I show them thermographic pictures of a brain that's not stressed. And I said, mm-hmm. you're telling me you're stressed. Here's your brain. And it has mm-hmm. all these dark spots in it. Mm-hmm. And then I said... When you meditate and you release the stress, what happens is your brain gets completely turned on and you move <laughs> from using the back of your brain, which is your amygdala, which is mm-hmm. your area of fear, reaction, fight, flight, all of that. I said, when you move out of that part of the brain and you start using whole brain, mm-hmm. you start using your prefrontal cortex. That's your CEO. That's your boss. And mm-hmm. you know, the boss makes the better decisions. Mm-hmm. I said, so you, ha- you start having options that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. Because they, the kids know they're reactive. They mm-hmm. know they get angry and they just hit. Or mm-hmm. they just do something. And yeah. it's very significant because I'm in schools that have a... Um, I, I work in parts of Chicago that are the areas of, of the gangs. Mm-hmm. And so any, any contribution that I can make to supporting a student to be able to make more empowered decisions mm-hmm. is enormous. So well, have you, it, I, I the difference between life and death. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important what you're talking about when it comes to helping people um, um, be in control of their choices, um, especially when it seems like there's no, no choices. Um, 
having that sense of choice over your action and having that sense of control over yourself is a great step. I'm curious um, when it comes to meditation, um, and I also want to circle back around to Byron Katie uh, later, when it comes to meditation, what kind of things have you done with yourself? Uh, when did you get into meditation yourself and what effects did you see in your life? Well, that's, that's a good question because when I was interviewed for the school, they asked me to come in and talk to the students before I'd start. And, mm-hmm. and one of the students said, well, why should I learn to meditate? Mm-hmm. When, when did you learn? And mm-hmm. I looked at it and I said, I learned at the exact same age you're learning at. I learned at 15. Mm-hmm. And when I learned at 15, I came from a very rough background where I had an abusive alcoholic father. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't, and I didn't feel my home was safe. Yeah. And, and I looked at the audience. Does anyone relate to that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I know where I know the audience I'm talking to. Yeah. And um, so I said, so when I learned to meditate, mm-hmm. what it did for me is I began to feel a level of comfort in myself that I hadn't felt. I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And I began to find that safety starts from within me, not without mm-hmm. on the outside of me. Mm-hmm. And when I started having that safety, I started noticing that I could make better choices because I didn't feel threatened all the time. Mm-hmm. And that made a big difference for me. And, and that, 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 that was impactful for the kids. So now, I, uh, now 40, um, oh, 46 years later, I'm still meditating. Nice. Nice. And so you found a sense of solace and stability from meditation that you hadn't had before. Like, oh, my God, here's a safe haven inside my head. Exactly. And that safe haven was really important because I was not in a safe environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when I just. Hello. Hello. Uh, you cut out, Mary. I'm going to finish this recording and I'm going to send you another link. We'll get on really quickly. How's it going, Mary? So it looks Good. like I got cut off. Uh, you're yeah. talking about your safe haven inside yourself and how you were creating it in an unsafe environment. Yeah. So when I found that myself, I thought, well, shoot, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. So coming to the schools and working with in these schools, I, I can really talk from a place. You know, I walk my talk. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, you can do it. Because mm-hmm. my, my, my situation wasn't much better than yours. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a very different place because the kids are really, they're powerful at being able to see um, mm-hmm. bullshit. Man, mm-hmm. they know it. And so mm-hmm. you got to walk your talk or don't mm-hmm. even bother talking to them because trust is everything and you mm-hmm. got to earn it and you got to earn that trust. Mm-hmm. So um, the students have, have come around. One of the big things that happens with the meditation and what I find is so helpful is that sleep. People take for granted how important sleep is. These kids, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't sleep. Mm-hmm. All the children in the school that I work in, they all have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Everyone, bar none, either mm-hmm. directly or by family member, they have been impacted with violence. Mm-hmm. And so there are real problems with sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to the, to the meditation and they, they, they write things down like, um, Miss Mary, I can now sleep. I'm sleeping mm-hmm. at night. That's enormous. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, um, of health problems develop from lack of sleep. Yeah, I was I went for a year without sleep when I was detoxifying from some medications that I didn't need uh, some very 
very powerful sleep medications. And for a year, I was, uh, uh, my sleep was, was, you could say, very, very surface level, and I wasn't getting anything under that. And, uh, oh, man, that had a very large effect on me. Um, so I can understand when somebody says that they have been starting to get sleep when they haven't had that before. It's, it's very useful. Yeah. So when I went into the school, I had to ask myself, why would these students want this? Mm-hmm. What, what is going to intrinsically motivate them to want to take this action of meditation and see that that's a way that could better their life? And so I mm-hmm. had to find a, a way of talking and I had to really, I really had to dig deep on this. Mm-hmm. And when I go into a classroom, I talk to them about Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and LeBron mm-hmm. James. And I said, all these guys know the zone. Mm-hmm. I said, this meditation is about the zone. And they all know that that's the most important place they got to be in order to be on top of their game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then I use an analogy with them of, of a bow and arrow. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, you have a bow and arrow. Anyone ever hold one? You might find only one student, if any, have ever held a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, you pull that arrow back on the bow. I said, but you pull it back to a silent place. But from that silent place, when you let it go, it's dynamic and it hits the target. I said, that's mm-hmm. what meditation is for. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the resting that brain, turning that full brain on so that you can go out and you can make better decisions and be more dynamic in life and be clear and passionate and know what you want and go after it. Mm-hmm. I said, this school environment, you're not supposed to just come out of the South Side feeling like you graduated high school. You should come out thriving. I said, mm-hmm. this is your time to learn how to thrive. And I said, this meditation you can take with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I can tell from your, the way that you say this that you, you mean what you say. There's a sense of congruence and authenticity in the things that you say. And, um, and I, I know a little bit about Byron Katie's teachings, not too, too much, but my friend, um, he had a, a book group at his house. I don't know if he's listening. Brian, if you're listening, uh, giving you a shout out. And he had a book group at his house where it was an Eckhart Tolle book group. And at one point he got into Byron Katie's teachings and was talking about that. Um, I'm curious if you could summarize not that it's it's very fair to summarize because she has a lot of great stuff to say, but if you could summarize the stuff that she talks about and how that um, that ties into what you do. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, the work, as it's called, mm-hmm. is is about questioning the thoughts that cause us pain. Mm-hmm. And people question reality all the time. For example, let's say you, um, a car, you know, rear ends you mm-hmm. and you're standing there for 30 minutes an hour police and people you know and you're all upset and all this stuff's going on and you know mm-hmm. this person was so stupid that they did this and blah 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 what's the reality it's already done the reality mm-hmm. is this is what's happened and what do we mm-hmm. do with that we make up stories of why it shouldn't have happened or all the worries of the future how we have to deal with it instead of being present to the moment and mm-hmm. in that moment is when we have the clearest brain to know what to do next. Mm-hmm. And that clear brain would be, okay, let's see how that other person's doing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I need to give a very clear report and not move my car. 
mm-hmm. so the students can assess this properly. Mm-hmm. Oh, someone needs to stand out in the middle of the road and direct traffic. Mm-hmm. That's that's the mind, not caught up in a past or a future. Mm-hmm. So the work simply is about questioning stressful thoughts. Now, in my school environment, mm-hmm. I have kids that come in that have real live, and I use the word live with a capital L, situations that have just happened. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in and they're telling me about them. They're telling me about someone in their family who has just been shot. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're telling me about the fourth funeral they went to this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or they're telling me about um, a traumatic situation where they were out all night looking for someone. Mm-hmm. And these are very real. And these are, and what happens to this stuff if we don't deal with it? It sits mm-hmm. inside and then it colors everything that we do in our life. It's, it then becomes a part of our narrative and how we move forward into our day-to-day life and into our future. Mm-hmm. And often that narrative gets very narrow, very, very narrow. Mm-hmm. And for example, I was talking to a woman in my neighborhood and um, she was saying to me, she's, she's got a master's um, from college and she has all these braids and ribbons of all these things she's accomplished. And she's telling me she can't get a job. This is a black woman. She's mm-hmm. telling me she can't get a job in anything but Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me with tears in her eyes and she says, because people like you can take my job. Mm-hmm. And she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Because of the way the inequity that is, is out there in regards to um, people and, and and that's very sad. That's a whole other thing. I do I do a lot of work on talking about racism. I'm, uh, it's a very passionate subject. I'm into, mm-hmm. and um, and with her, I asked her about dancing because she's into dancing. Because I'm really into dancing. It's one of my passions. I dance four or five nights a week. Mm-hmm. And she says, she says I don't go out anymore because I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I live in the same neighborhood she lives in. I go out all the time. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I live in a neighborhood of color. She is a person of color. Mm-hmm. She's afraid of her neighborhood, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so the only difference between us, we're both women, mm-hmm. and we're both educated. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is that she's afraid because of past trauma that has mm-hmm. is unresolved. Mm-hmm. And so... And so we did a lot of talking on this and we did, we actually did some of the work on this and I'd mm-hmm. like to get her actually in an interview um, talking about racism because she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, so my point is, is that what the work can do is it helps people to notice how they live their life based upon past experiences mm-hmm. and where they have put limits on things they're willing to do. A perfect example mm-hmm. is what one of the books I'm writing is called Conscious Aging. Mm-hmm. And this is conscious. About conscious what? Aging. Agent. Okay. No, A A G I N G. Okay. Conscious aging. Yeah. And okay. I, I'm 62. Mm-hmm. And I say how people are reducing their lives. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Reducing their lives as they age. Mm-hmm. rather than taking the wisdom and the passion that they've gained from amazing years of living mm-hmm. and putting it out into the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that I've 
I've been questioning, it doesn't really make much sense the uh, how we feel about aging. Um, in, in most cultures in the world, uh, people understand that with great age comes wisdom and, um, and uh, understanding and experience and teaching. And for some reason, um, the, there seems to be a, um, uh, a, a, an obsession with being young and youthful here in, in the U.S., um, and perhaps in some parts of Europe, I, I don't know enough about their culture, um, which, which isn't really, which, which uh, isn't really so much um, uh, warranted. And I feel it's important, your message from what you've stated so far is important for, for us to understand, us, us who are young and who are going to be aged soon or, or not so soon, um, and those who are already there. And so I'm curious about more of your message and, and what kind of things you mean by aging consciously. Yeah, so so I, I, I vacillate between titling the book Conscious Aging mm-hmm. or Unconscious Aging. Mm-hmm. Because both of them are, are, there is the possibility, where do we put our attention? Do we put our attention on consciously aging mm-hmm. and thriving as we move through the next phase of our life? I'm in the best phase of my life ever mm-hmm. i just got done backpacking in the interior of new zealand mountains nice. South island by myself mm-hmm. and um this year mm-hmm. and i'm thinking and why are people you know i'm going for a checkup at my doctor mm-hmm. and i see people walk in not a lot older and why are they walking in looking as though they're 25 30 40 years older than me mm-hmm. and i and i asked that in all sincerity and i what i see is it's not the body breaks down when the mind stops believing mm-hmm. that it's capable of continue, continuing to thrive. Mm-hmm. And that the wisdom that this age is to take that wisdom mm-hmm. and to apply it into the world. Mm-hmm. That's what our role is as the crones or the elders. Mm-hmm. It's, to, it's to move this. It's to move it into a place of clarity that we can we can show the clarity that we've gained from life experience and um, seeing the history of mankind that mm-hmm. we've lived through mm-hmm. and applying it. No, this does not work. Don't go this way. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that young people should have older mentors, all of them. Mm-hmm. Find someone in your life that you really think is cool, that you really think something has on a ball and on the ball and just go for it. Mm-hmm. And ask their opinion. You don't have to take it, mm-hmm. but ask for a different angle and see life differently. Mm-hmm. And it may make it easier. I wish I had had mentors. I would have la- made a lot less mistakes. Mm-hmm. I have a young man in the high school that I'm working. He's uh, a senior. And one day he's in a classroom alone. Mm-hmm. Going, You're not, the students are not supposed to be in classrooms alone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's part of the kind of... Um, security system we have in our schools sure so i walk in and he's not alone there's a bunch of teachers around him Mm -hmm. so i come up to see what he's doing and there are all these crocheted headbands Mm -hmm. that he has crocheted Mm -hmm. and i said noel you do this Mm -hmm. and he says yes i said he says i have a business i i make these headbands and i'm going to start making vests for women Mm -hmm. i said this is amazing 
And I said, um, are you going to go to college? He goes, no, I want to be an entrepreneur. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. I said, absolutely, I can help you. I've worked mostly independent my whole life. I know mm-hmm. how to build websites. I know how to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So the next day, we got him a web domain. We got him an email address. Mm-hmm. And now we're um, working on his copy mm-hmm. for his, his uh, web design that we're going to do uh, off of Wix. Yeah, and yeah, no Wix. Right I decided that I'd like to help the community that I live in. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'd like to help more people like him. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I could be a, a platform for people to sell products and for other things. And so I bought the web domain homemade from the hood <laughs> Yep. And, and the email address and start offering it to families who their maybe their breadwinners are no longer with them because they've they've passed away mm-hmm. or um, <clears throat> their kids are too young to be able to contribute mm-hmm. or you know in in many communities we we put people down for example for selling drugs but sometimes a drug culture is the only way that people can survive mm-hmm. so it's a very it's a, it's very important for people to understand that that in communities that are under great financial duress mm-hmm. people are doing the best that they can do and so I'd like to offer opportunities if people have things that they make or do, mm-hmm. maybe that they could funnel them through this website. Mm-hmm. So I'm so now I'm in the process of building the website and um, seeing, you know, just just making it as an offering. Yeah, that was something that we spoke about in the car that I thought was fascinating. Um, I'm a big fan of crafters. I have a lot of crafters and creators on this show, and it's one of my deepest passions. Um, and I find that the people who are passionate about, well, the people who do craft, uh, who craft uh, almost always are passionate. I haven't ever met somebody who crafted something and was like, ah, ah, it's all right. Uh, every single person I've met who, uh, who crafts is really interested and excited about it. Um, and I think it's awesome that what you're doing is, is you're allowing people who need a sense of uh, not just money, but also expression to enable them to do that. Um, and I'm curious about uh, what kind of uh, uh, things you're doing with Homemade from the Hood and what, what that will become. Well, the first thought was, um, and I, I haven't even, been, I'm only starting to build the site. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the first thing is, is that uh, a photo gallery mm-hmm. where um, at this point, everyone will need to be 18 to mm-hmm. do it um, just for legal reasons. But um, a photo gallery of just, photos i mean heck everybody's selling photos online mm-hmm. if they had these students are amazing with the stuff the way they take mm-hmm. photos the way they've taken photos of me with mm-hmm. them and stuff i mean it's just brilliant and and i take photos all over my neighborhood mm-hmm. and um and i look at them like oh these are just great mm-hmm. and so i want to give the kids a chance to to one mm-hmm sell something and feel the sense of what it is to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. Two, to know that having a website, having a domain name, Mm -hmm. having an email address is all within their reach. Mm -hmm. And three, that they can do this, that it doesn't take anything special. You don't have to be from a certain part of town or a certain color or a certain culture. Mm -hmm. None of it. When it comes to, to being able to express fully who you are, only you can do that. Mm-hmm. And the world is open to you to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you need mentors mm -hmm. to kind of go, let me show you how you can do this. And that's what I did with this young man. So he comes the first thing in the morning before school starts and he sits down with me. And I said, well, show me your copy you've written about what you want to do. Mm -hmm. and he goes, well, here's what, how I've written my logo. I said, good. So now we're going to have to get that. We're going to have to get that made in a way that you can put it as your your homepage. Mm -hmm. And then I said, let's, how do you want to construct it? What do you want to tell people? What's your story? I said, now you got to write your story. Mm -hmm. And so now he's getting this idea. I, 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 I did a website not that long ago. Sure. And so a marketer walked me through all this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm walking other people through mm -hmm. because I know they wouldn't be able to afford a marketer. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being their marketer. I'm paying it forward. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I believe that the, every one of those students is brilliant and they should thrive just as mm -hmm. every, every child should thrive. Mm -hmm. I call them child. They're young adults. Every, they should all thrive. And it shouldn't be, it's not where we came from. It's what we do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's And that's what I, I try to instill in the kids. That's one thing I really like to share is, is, um, is that exact thing you said. I think that's really important that it's never where you came from. It's what you do with it. Um, and I like to say it in a very similar, but slightly different way, which is, um, we can never choose where we are, but we can always choose our direction. Um, and it seems like what you're doing is you're enabling people that might not be in the best place to understand that they can always choose. They can always reset with meditation and choose their direction of where they're going. Um, and that is extremely empowering, that, 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 that ability to choose your direction. Um, I'm curious if you've, if you've, um, if you use, meditation in your life do you have a, a habit or do you just do it when you need to or do you just teach it to others or, or what how does meditation and um the work of byron katie uh, fit into your own life um i meditate every day mm -hmm. for the past 46 years mm -hmm. and um yeah it's it's just a tool i found that just has always taken the edge off mm -hmm. and then eventually enough edges come off where it moves me forward and there's and and with all the research that I talked about earlier, mm -hmm. uh, there's over as I said, 600 research studies showing that transcendental meditation mm -hmm. is effective at growing the brain. I'm using the term "growing." It's not used in the research, so don't mm -hmm. quote me on using that. That's a term I use with the kids so, to make it simple. You grow mm -hmm. the brain. You're using more of the brain is what really is happening. So what is um, what is transcendental meditation at, at a practical level? Like if I were to say, hmm, I'm gonna start transcendental meditation right now what what would it look like uh well first you would write someone would give you a little bit of an understanding it's 20 minutes twice a day mm -hmm. um and you do it as a preparation for activity and um it's a very very deep state of uh physical rest mm -hmm. every state of mind has a state of physiology waking mm -hmm. state has waking body sleeping mm -hmm. state has sleeping mind, sleeping body. Dreaming state has a less than sleeping state and it has illusory activity. Well, during transcendental meditation, you have a deep state of the mind being at rest and the body has a very deep rest. Mm -hmm. And during that deep rest, uh, deep-rooted stresses and strains are released mm -hmm. and, the, and the mind is refreshed. Mm -hmm. So remember I talked about with the kids, it's not what happened to you, it's what you do with it. So with the meditation, mm -hmm. you're getting rid of the old stresses and strains. And it's all those old stresses and strains which limit us mm -hmm. in how we are able to um, move forward in our life. That's where limits come from. It come, they come from the mind, but mm -hmm. they can. Ha 
be body based, based mm-hmm. in the trauma that we've experienced. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the meditation is is um, you can you know Google online tm.org. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous website and talks all about it. But basically, it's just a twenty minute program twice a day that it doesn't require you to have a lifestyle other than try to fit it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it doesn't re- require you to have religion. You can have religion or not religion. It has no relevance because it's not about believing in it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the important thing is you don't have to believe in it for it to work. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, what, a, what's the website again? TM.org. TM.org. Okay. Yeah. Trent, for, and TM stands for transcendental meditation. Mm, of course. And it explains, and it's all over the world. There are hundreds of millions of people who meditate. We have programs with the quiet time, for example, in South mm-hmm. America. Where we have places as in Colombia mm-hmm. and um, different countries where there are hundreds of thousands of children who are doing what we refer to in our, um, in our uh, program. We call it the quiet time, mm-hmm. which is in the school twice a day, this meditation. So mm-hmm. we have this quiet time program around the world, Thailand, Uganda, South Africa. Oh, geez. It's, it's everywhere. That's awesome. I remember hearing an interview with, um, one of the, uh, the, the, the big speakers on meditation. I don't remember who, I wish I remember it it was probably somebody, um, like, um, like it wasn't Eckhart Tolle, but it was somebody who, who is doing similar things as Eckhart Tolle. And he said he was talking about how if everyone meditated in the world, then all the problems would go away. And it's really cool to see that there are efforts in the world to actually make this happen. Um, and I'm curious, you, you were talking about how when you when you meditate at a deeper level and then after this question, we'll go on a short break uh, for a sponsor. Um, when you meditate at a deep level, uh, your um, your, 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 your stresses get released. And, um, I'm curious what you mean by that and how that works. Right. So in this meditation that the rest is so deep that there have been many scientific research studies done on breath rate Mm -hmm. on, um, chemical changes in the body, for example, cortisone, I mean, excuse Mm -hmm. me, cortisol, Mm -hmm. cortisol, um, the body has a lot less of that in it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a rise, for example, during um, when you do something happy, Joe, in life, you have a rise in serotonin. That's mm-hmm. your happy hormone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then after that happy time is over, the, the serotonin goes back down to where it was. Mm-hmm. Well, during transcendental meditation, serotonin increases. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done meditating, the serotonin does go back down but it doesn't go fully back to Mm -hmm. where it was in other words there's an accumulative effect Mm -hmm. and that accumulative effect over i tell the kids i ask them do you have a savings account they say yeah i saved some money i say why they say because i want something in the end i said exactly Mm -hmm. this meditation is a savings account Mm -hmm. you're banking it because it's accumulative it's making it so you have a little bit more every day every day so you can respond better to life Mm -hmm. in a more in a more positive, unlimited way so that you can see more options so you can make bigger mm-hmm. choices that you might have been um, previously afraid to do. Mm-hmm. I said, that's why you do it, not for the sake of meditation. We do it for the results and activity. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 
And then after the break, you asked me a question regarding how does this all work together mm -hmm. in the program that I'm doing now. And I'm glad to share that with you, how I use the work of Byron Katie and my meditation and my um, the Quiet Time program all together with these um, amazing students that I work with. Awesome. I'm excited. Uh, without further ado, here's our sponsor. And afterwards, we're going to hear how Mary ties it all together with Byron Katie and Transcendental Meditation in the Inner Schools in Chicago. How's it going, Mary? And welcome back, listeners, from the break. Uh, hope you enjoyed that reading from the sponsor. And we're back with Mary talking about meditation, how that affects your mind, your state, how it works when it comes to serotonin, and allowing you to live with more choices of what to do, more freedom. Uh, Renaissance man has a lot of freedom in his life and ability to choose. And I'm curious, Mary, how you tie this together uh, with your work from Byron Katie? Well, the beauty is the meditation is a standalone thing. If I never did anything other than let the kids just, you know, the students just meditated, then um, they would have a slow, a slow development of more brain use as well. Mm. Brain use is a, a kind of too generic way of saying it. By using more of their full brain, they mm. start making better choices. And when they start making better choices, it perpetuates the brain to be able to make better choices, regardless of the meditation. It makes new inroads, new neural pathways um, mm -hmm. happen in the brain. It develops new sure. pathways. So um, it, it, even though it's a standalone, I love the fact that I spend a lot of time with kids outside of meditation. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is, is that we are talking in the hallways. They're telling me what they want to do with their lives, or they call me mm -hmm. on the telephone and they tell me what's going on and what, you know, what's stressful for them that day. And mm -hmm. with the work, I just do a conversational um, way of talking to them about, well, hey, how's that work for you doing it that way, for example? Mm -hmm. Or, well, when you do that, uh, let's say they're doing a behavior that they're mm -hmm. they're challenged by i say well when you do that how do how, how do you feel about yourself and and how do you live your uh -huh. life and you always do that same thing over and over again with those people so prompting self-awareness yes exactly having them mm -hmm. turn within and start looking more self-reflective mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then asking them so um and they say and they might say something like well i really don't want to do it and i said well what's your payoff why are you doing it Mm -hmm. what, are you, what are you really getting out of this? And mm -hmm. that's a question they've never asked themselves. For, mm -hmm. for example, these are inquiry types of questions that allow um, my, my students to be able to turn from always looking outward mm -hmm. to around to looking at themselves and creating the habit of self-reflection. So, for example, if you ask me, hey, Joe, or if I come to you and say, hey, hey, uh, Mary, I'm really frustrated because um, I was going on this date and she flaked and um, I got frustrated. And then what, what would you what would you say to that? Just just like a, as a quick example of how we can do this with ourselves. Well, I don't know if I would immediately go into the work. I'm also a counselor, so I might, mm -hmm. I would probably just be, I understand you're feeling frustrated. 
And I would just, mm-hmm. I would just active listen you. And that's part of mm-hmm. it. Understand many, <clears throat> many young people, but I'm going to only, mm-hmm. only, I'm gonna only going to use my students as the example here. Mm-hmm. Um, needing to be heard is essential to every human being. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there's a quote by a man named Harvey. Um, um, I can't think of his last name at the moment, but he says mm-hmm. the greatest contradiction you can give another human being is to completely listen to them. The greatest contradiction you can give another human being to their pain is to p- completely listen to them. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that I can give, I can really be present mm-hmm. and hear and meet them where they're at. So the greatest contradiction is in it neutralizes it. Well, a person's in pain mm-hmm. when, when they're seen, meaning by acknowledging or just being with them and acknowledging it, it's, they don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. And that isolation is a big part of what pain is all about. It's isolating, mm-hmm. taking yourself into a place that no one else is that can mm-hmm. help you, support you in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us do that because we feel it's protecting us. Yes. Yes. So if you mm-hmm. said you're really frustrated because the girl flaked out, I'd say, I understand. That is frustrating. Mm-hmm. And if you said, though, but, but, I, but I really need to talk about this, or if you wanted to go into it, then, mm-hmm. I, then I'd say, to you, well, what, well, what is it about it that frustrates you? That would be my mm-hmm. question to you. Interesting. Yeah, and then, and then I, would, I would say it makes me feel like I don't matter and that, it, that I'm not important. Right, and then you just went into the belief. And mm-hmm. the belief that went on, someone doesn't show up for a date and you mm-hmm. go, and you go to, you don't know why, for all you know, mm-hmm. something could have happened to them. It could be anything, but your mind went to, wow, mm-hmm. I don't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that's your inner tape running. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that can be questioned. And I, and I mm-hmm. might ask the kids, I might say to them, do you really believe that? Do you believe that you don't matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and they might say, yeah, yeah. And I said, I said, um, but see, I, I usually get a lot of information from them first. So it's a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. I, don't sure, do, sure. I don't do formal sessions with them because that's not what I'm hired to do. I'm hired yeah. to teach meditation. But because this is my background, it's just natural mm-hmm. for me to, to have them, to offer them opportunities to mm-hmm. have some self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a girl come in one day and she was very upset because something happened to a relative of hers. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that relative didn't feel like anyone cared about them. Mm-hmm. And she was looking for him and all these other people were looking for him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I said, no, I, and, and her pain was, is that she felt he mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't feel anyone cares for him. Uh-huh. And I said, and I just asked her, I said, I want you to go to that moment and look at him. And I want you to look at yourself. Where are you? Mm-hmm. You're looking for him, those other people. Mm-hmm. And she said, they're looking for him. No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one cares about them. Is him. Is that true? And she mm-hmm. says, no, no, we're all looking for him. I said, but mm-hmm. look, at, look at what happens to you when you believe that thought. Mm-hmm. Look at how you're reacting. And then she's going inward and mm-hmm. inward and looking at this. And I, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, go back to that moment. Mm-hmm. Who would you be if you didn't have the thought that nobody mm-hmm. ca- cares about him? Mm-hmm. Said, I'd be telling him even more how much I love him. Mm-hmm. 
And that's significant. It's because Mm -hmm. that little bit is such a paradigm shift for someone who's never gone there, who's only, Mm -hmm. who's only had a stressful thought and believed it and never, and Mm -hmm. hasn't resolved it. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a game changer for people. Hmm. Certainly for these students. So these thoughts that we think they pervade our beliefs and our actions and, and how we take in the world and essentially become true for us, whether they're true or not. And the work along with meditation allows us to reduce the hold these blocks have on us and grow past them. If I hear you correctly. Yes. And I would say the meditation, you don't need to do anything else, but I use mm-hmm. the word because that's me. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I found personally to be a kind of my little packet of tools that, that um, I have, those are my offerings mm-hmm. that um, I can relate to the students both mm-hmm. um, as a, a person just in conversation, or I can mm-hmm. re- relate to them as a way to show them a technique of meditation that be- can become a very self-referral experience. Sure. If somebody wanted to learn more about the work and how to find a facilitator or become one themselves, where would they go? To thework.com. That's a really easy URL to remember. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So TM dot, you said org is transcendental meditation. Yes. TM dot org. And then the work.com is Byron Katie's work when it comes to um, creating thought patterns inside yourself, which allow you to get out of your problems and into the solution. Um, some amazing stuff you've shared. I know that a lot of this is going to help listeners become a lot more aware of the choices they're making and become a lot more aware of uh, more functional and um, constructive choices they can make. And I'm curious if you have any suggestions for listeners or things you would like to share uh, with them that, uh, that, um, that you, you think they should know. Wow. That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving um, you the floor. Uh, well, that the greatest gift I've found in my life is to become personally authentic. Mm-hmm. And I, I live to that end. Mm-hmm. And, that, and requires, mm-hmm. that requires a courage that I didn't know I'd have to have. Because mm-hmm. it requires me to I, have to, I have to be very courageous to look at my own Mm-hmm. Um, flaws or my own um, uh, shortcomings mm-hmm. in front of other people oftentimes in, mm-hmm. pub- in public settings because I'm oftentimes in a very public setting. I've had, mm-hmm. I've had kids call me on things like they'd say, Miss Roche, you, mm-hmm. you, just, you just cut me off and, and to talk to that student. Mm-hmm. You know, I've stopped a whole room of people and I looked right at them and I mm-hmm. said, you're right. I did. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And hmm. to, and, and it completely changes everything mm-hmm. because I find the only one I have to be true to is me. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I become the best that I am, which is then becomes an example for other people. So mm-hmm. I figure if I can't walk my talk, there's nothing I have to give to the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I really respect that. And um, it, it seems like you, you, you value your integrity. Um, and um, I think that's, that's very admirable of you to, to live that way. 
So I wanted to share that with you. Um, so thank you for coming on, Mary. And I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to um, end the recording and then give you a short call to summarize everything. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, Joe, and meeting you that night. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end. In the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse, or if it's the future and everything is mind controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews that means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.work slash uh, nothing, actually. Therenmannet.work is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. And either click on join the newsletter or a pop-up will come up and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for artwork. You can get that at the store at therenmannets.org slash store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot w-o-r-k slash s-t-o-r-e and as of now they are fifty dollars there are some uh, if you become a patron you get a free coupon for that so um 
to to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash the Renman Network. T-h-e-r-e-m. Sorry, R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. And any anywhere from five to a hundred or more dollars a month. What that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time, or pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences like the one I'm going to next week. Now, I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects, and I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can. Subscribe. Uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast, allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at therenmanatnet.work, T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So therenmannet.work slash shop, or sorry, slash store, S-T-O-R-E slash store and also you can support the podcast on patreon that's patreon.com slash the renman network t-h-e-r-e-n-m-a-n-n-e-t-w-o-r-k hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode